Kirsten. Beautiful. Hello. Hello, everyone. You know, you're the first episode we've done in a while back. I've had about two weeks off, about a week or two off to pursue some other projects. So you're going to be the first interview we've had in about two weeks. And what a way to come back. I know. <laughs> I know. You know, I just to introduce uh, the audience to you, everyone, this is Flynn Vincent. Oh, hey. You may also... Whoa. I love you have a soundboard. I love that. I'm getting a custom one made up. Of course, of course. Mm. You may also know me as Flynn V, which is the, the stage... It's a stage name that I have that is pretty pretty much my name, mm. but without the instant. Mm-hmm. Vincent. Vincent. So just Flynn V. Flynn V. I like that. Yeah. Mm. It came about by accident because I did a gig. It was my first ever, like, it wasn't, a, it was, I wouldn't call it a gig. It was like a homopolitan. And, um. Homopolitan. A homopolitan event. It used to be like a queer night that they would do regularly at Connections on like a Friday. Right. And, um, I was performing that night. They asked me to perform. I was like, fuck yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't have a name. And then I can't remember who said it. I think it might have been Serenity or someone else was like... Big Dick Serenity. <laughs> yeah, yes. I was like, Flynn V. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, sure. It's good. And it's stuck. That's the thing. I was like, oh yeah, I'll change eventually. But then I was like, no, I actually really like my name. Yeah, it's and a what good I do name. is not like another character or a persona. Yes, it's mm. a more heightened version, but it sounds very much like um, you have a similar attitude to comedian stage persona. I've always said about comedians is that we're actors playing an exaggerated version of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything about what we're saying and doing is true on stage, but amplified to the nth degree. Absolutely. You know, if I make a joke about you know. Getting a golden shower. Odds are it's probably actually <laughs> happened. You know? But Has it uh, happened? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the audience... I'm pretty sure I've told it. Yeah, I've, I've definitely said I've done that on the podcast before. Yeah, yeah, that's happened. Wow. I've yeah. never, never had one. However, I have been paid $400 to piss on someone's TV. On someone's TV? Yep. Very specific? Um... Their fetish is people peeing in places they're not meant to and him having to clean it. Right. Okay. Gave me $400 in cash. Golden shower was not my fetish. Oh, really? I literally just did it because... Well, yeah, it was kind of like a heat of the moment thing. And they said, can I pee on you? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. I don't know if I would do it again. Although I would never say never. I mean, I'm thinking if I would do that again. Yes, four hundred. I was in his place for less than, like, I think I was there for five minutes. Yeah. And then he wanted to do more stuff. I was like, no, no, this is all we agreed to. Bye. Fair enough. Love it. Mm. Some people are sickos. I love it. Mm. I interviewed, one of my interviews was, I occasionally do, like, uh, I wouldn't call them dodgy jobs, but uh, I do... uh, People in difficult jobs. Yeah. Occasionally. Like the first one we've done was a sex worker. Yeah. And then we're also planning on interviewing some bouncers. Oh, yeah. I feel like these people have to deal with questionable kinds of people all the time. And, uh, yeah, the sex workers I've interviewed, they've talked about, 
Yeah, like peeing on someone, pegging another dude, taking a shit in a condom, freezing it in a freezer, and then fucking the client's ass with it. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. Yeah. I hate, look, no judgment, but you know what? You're in what you're into. You're, you're into yeah, what, you're, what into. you're into. Exactly. Yeah, but, you know. It's not for me. No, nope, not for me either. Though. No, no. But, you know what? This is why we uh, have the privacy of our, our own homes, I think. Well, yes. Well, mm. I mean, I don't know if you want to tell the story of just how this interview began. Oh, yeah. Today. <laughs> well, the let's rant about a few things today. So... <laughs> Hey, I didn't mind that you slept in. I'm a bit of becoming a creature of night. I used to be a FIFO worker and uh, early mornings every day. And, you know, that's pretty much my thing. But now that I've started bartending and then I just do some cashies on the side, I pretty much, yeah, I'm becoming a creature of the night. Mm -hmm. And I'm not opposed to it, but I'm still getting used to a few facets of it, if you will. Yeah. And um, one thing I've started doing is like, like restricting calories to like get back in shape, the shape I need to be in. To do this kind of stuff and then doing nighttime gym sessions, late night nighttime gym sessions. And you get this, you ever have like an exhaustion hangover? Yes. Yeah. Well, you had like three, yeah, yeah, you're probably in one right now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Where like you're so tired, you're like, uh, like it mm. feels like a hangover, but not chemically induced. No. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's like pure from lack of sleep. Yeah. Used. Yeah. Because I, I think I went to sleep maybe it was about 1am okay. last night. And if I go to sleep at 1am, I'm probably up around 9, 10. Like, Pretty that's reasonable. A, that's a good eight. Yeah. I, it's still like a good eight, nine hours sleep. Yeah. But the fact that you came in and... My mum, who I'm mm. staying with whilst I'm here in Perth, mm. at my parents' place, woke me up at 2pm. Mm. That's 13 hours of sleep. Must You must have been tired. What the fuck was I doing? Mm. Where was I? Well, you know, I noticed the pink jock strap, but, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you like the pink jock strap? Oh, fantastic, man. Fantastic. It's, um, it's a Chromatica jock strap, mm. which is uh, the name of Lady Gaga's album. She, Lady Gaga. With her... Uh, album release decided to release jock straps because she knows her fans really well. Well, I've said this. Someone asked me, like, because apparently I'm building up something of a cult following on TikTok about the gay community. Oh. It's the gay community. And then I figured out the business plan. Mm-hmm. You know, my friend came to me and was like, what's the plan? I was like, listen, who are the longest lasting and most loved artists? And I'm like, who? Gay icons. Mm-hmm. Sure. Lady Gaga. David Bowie, all of these gay icons, they have fans that would ride or die with them, like, no matter what. Yeah. Sure came back in the 90s and blew everyone's hair away. So, mm-hmm. th- I'm going to build my following amongst the gay community yeah. and just go from there, you know. I mean, those are definitely, like, yeah, some of the icons. I mean, I can think of, like, I mean, Beyonce's got her her gays as well. I mean, especially now with this new album, that album was made... For the queers, especially the POC queers, like, that was a love letter to music made by queer POC people. Mm. So, say Beyonce's a fucking huge one. Yeah. Who's a couple of others? Elton John. 
Elton John, mm. Madonna. We gotta give it to Madonna. She did, like, was always. Very... Mind you, Elton John is a little bit also like. I hold Elton John and Dolly Parton probably in the same threshold. Well, yeah, well, which is just like Dolly Parton's a drag queen. Well, I'm just, She's I just really a drag. Yeah, queen. exactly. But you look at everyone who likes them. It doesn't matter if you're. It doesn't like matter what demographic you come from. It's like, how can you not love the music and persona of Elton John and Dolly Parton? Exactly. They are just that good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And their music is that encompassing as well. Yeah, know? for so, sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know there's also a lot of gays that like Britney Spears. Love Britney um, as well. I think it's a nostalgia feeling with her. Mm. That that's... It's it's a bit different to like, mm. uh, like your show, your Lady Gaga. I think... The gays with the, uh, Britney with the gays is the nostalgia feeling because she was around when a lot of us were growing up Mm. and that was her kind of peak. Yeah. I mean, I was never into Britney Spears per se, but you know, that was just me. I was always more of a metal kid. Uh, Oh my God. Wow. I mean, I do. I love Dolly Parton too. And I love yeah. like Elton John too. David Bowie, big fan of David Bowie. Mm-hmm. I think Sher's got a lot of great music. Oh yeah. And you know, Lady Gaga's been growing on me lately. She can, she's my number one. I mean, look, I have a pink drop strap. Mm-hmm. So if that doesn't let you know. Yeah. She just, uh, she can do everything. She can do any fucking genre that she wants to tackle. Well, like, I was a big well. fan of uh, jazz and swing music. And then she did that thing with Tony Bennett. Tony and Bennett. Like, oh, and then yeah. they did another one like, mm. last year. Yeah, I think that's, that's the last time Tony Bennett's going to get on stage. Yeah, last mm. time, last album release and last time, yeah, he's on stage. I mean, he's, what, 95, 96? He's old. The fact that he can still do that and be on stage. I, I, they did a special at... Uh, uh, Fucking Radio City Music Hall. Mm. And they did some sold out shows there. And he was still singing. The first half of it, he was singing solo. Mm. It's like at 95. I can't imagine that. Like, fuck. I can barely imagine doing anything at 95. I hope I don't live that long. Really. I can't imagine doing something tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, that's why I slept in this morning. That's fair. <laughs> but, like, to have a bit of a vent to you these last two weeks. Now, guys, to the listeners, we're getting quite a good listenership at the moment. Really? I checked the analytics this morning. We're at nearly a 1,000 streams. I love which that. Which is, like, good considering we've only been doing this, like, four months. I wow. Yeah. I love that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was very, very proud of that, but we took two weeks off cause I had some other projects to pursue. It was a really fun two weeks. I won't tell everyone what we're doing because that's, you'll see it when you see it. But, uh, we had some other fun things going on, but some fucking shit happened in the meantime that really pissed me off. Tell me. Hey, this morning I went and picked us up frappes cause I thought, well, I've got him vodka, but, uh, maybe he won't be up for it. So I'll get him a frappe as well. I had you a frappe pulled out and out of the shopping complex at the McDonald's from getting the frappes pulled out. And then this fucking, oh, this fucking woman, no indicating, clearly not checking, fucking sideswipes me and bumps into my car. Superficial damage, superficial damage to the car. Uh, She wasn't going very fast. I wasn't going very fast. Like she hit the brakes when we bumped. Little bit of a paint mark, barely a scuff. 
To be honest with you, her car probably looks shitter than mine because my car is black and her car is white. Uh, so, fuck up. Yeah. But, your fucking frappe went fucking everywhere. In your car? Yeah. Oh. And I was like, shit. Motherfucker. Like, if this woman ever hears this, bitch, I hope you get cancer of the clitoris. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. I mean, I was just going to say, I hope you get a spilt frappe in your fucking car too, but a cancer of the clitoris. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I hope you're deprived of orgasms for the rest of your life. Yeah, 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 I'm not going to wish cancer on her. But I want her to be deprived of orgasms. Which, yeah. hey, if she sideswipes of you, of you like that, I think she might already be. Well, she deprived you of a frappe. Which is basically depriving me of an orgasm. Yeah, yeah, and it was a caramel one too. Oh, yeah, it's all right. I might have shit myself yeah. if I had it. That's fair. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, right. there, yeah we've all been there. And then some other interesting things. I had to break up a fight on Saturday night at the bar I work at. And first off, to that motherfucker, if he listens, post the video of me talking to you. I guarantee you people will be like, wow, this bartender dealt with this so amicably and so level-headed. It was amazing he didn't lose his shit. I should start running courses on how to deal with drunk fucks because I'm actually getting really good at it. Did he film that? Yeah, he pulled his phone out and was like, I can't believe you kicked me out. I only had two drinks. Like, I only had two drinks and you're not kicking them out. He said something... Racist and sexist. Well, of course you're gonna get kicked out, then, buddy. Yeah, being a fucking asshole. Exactly. You had three guys and one woman ready to start on your shit, and it's like I kicked you out for your health, which you know, arguably, you know, should have a little bit of damage done to it. But that's you know not gonna happen while I'm working. No. And, uh, you know, I removed you for your own health. And I kept them in also for your own health. Because what if I kick you both out onto the street? What's going to happen? Oh, yeah. A brawl on the street? Yeah. And it's like, that's worse than a brawl in the bar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more unsafe out on the street. Because bartenders have no power in the street. No. Yeah. At least in the workplace, you can kind of, I don't know, control it. Mm. Control it a bit before mm-hmm. it gets, like, real fucking... Mm-hmm. I mean, these motherfuckers that, like, doing those king hits, those big old punches... It's not good. It no. really needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Also, people always film and shit when mm-hmm. there's a little bit of conflict. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But when it's, like, you're the person in the wrong and you're trying to film the situation, it's like... It's incredible. What, what are you... What are you filming? Yeah. I understand if someone's filming and it's like someone like, for example, you're filming a Karen at a fucking, uh, at a fucking KFC because they didn't get one extra piece of chicken that they asked for. Like, and she's yelling the place down. Like, I understand maybe filming that because that's funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And also, fuck that bitch. But like, I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not into this whole, like... Let's film every bit of conflict and then post it to the internet and then like let's all make everyone hate that person without context. That's the thing. These videos get posted without context and half the time it's not actually what happened. Mm-hmm. But the way it's posted and then goes viral, it's like it's fucking I don't know, it's a false story, but also social media, love her, but 
It ain't real. No, of course not. None of it's real. Of course so, like, not. So you're telling me all of these miraculous photos on your Instagram, are, none of them are fake? Oh my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't look like that in person. Well, okay. I didn't look like that in person. But then I was like, you know what? I give my edits and I give my photos a nice edit. Mm-hmm. I better start looking like that in person. Yeah. And now I do. You do. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, bitch. I spend a lot of time on my makeup when I get ready. Like, mm. so much fucking time. Too much time, really, for what I actually do. But, um... Because I'm never covering my brows. Well, I'm not saying I'm never going to, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I need to. Um, I can create a lot of space with my eye makeup and all of that. And... I, it takes, like, two hours, to be honest. Listen, I've interviewed a lot of drag queens for the podcast, and, yeah, the, the consensus is it's, like, it is bullshit we don't get paid a makeup fee for, like, putting this on because there's a lot of fucking work that we do, and either side of the time we're getting paid to put on the makeup and take off the makeup. Yeah. And I was like, huh. I mean... And I was like, I chose the right art form. Yeah. I chuck on a t-shirt and tell jokes. That's half the reason why I wanted... Why I was wanting to move to Sydney. Mm. That's why I kind of lived there throughout 2022. Was because I went to Sydney. So this is the story of me being in Sydney. I went there for Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. I... So originally... Myself and a few of the uh, few drag queens were going to perform at Broom Pride, mm. which is uh, north of Western Australia, if you don't know. And then it happens usually around the end of February, beginning of March. And Didn't even know Broom had a Pride. I know. Mm. Oh my God, me neither. We did it last year, and this was during COVID, but like there was no restrictions then. Mm-hmm. It was... One of the most lit pride things I have ever done. Really? Ever. It was thousands and thousands of people at, like, in a tiny town. Mm. And it's just gays everywhere. It's like, because it's so tropical, so, like, summer, tropical weather. Yeah, it's summer all year round up there. Hot. It's yeah. so fucking hot. Um, but anyways, when we were going to do that for this year's Broom Pride, uh... It got cancelled a couple days before we were meant to fly there because COVID had just started to break out here in Perth. Mm-hmm. And then Mark announced these new fucking restrictions and rules, which sucked shit because Perth, a lot of Perth people were not going to go to Mardi Gras in Sydney because they're like, we've got Broome Pride, let's all go to Broom Pride and make this a thing. So everyone booked their flights, a combination, all of it. And this, a lot of the, a lot of my mates still went, but there was just no event mm. to be had. But I mean, they made the best, the, they made the, the, the most out of it, the best out of it because it was just like, they just got drunk with their mates, met up at a bar, which they had to wear masks and there was like a limited capacity and they had to be seated. Mm. Oh, fucking shit. But anyways, because that got cancelled, me and 
not good, but we're like, should we go to Mardi Gras? Because it was on the same weekend as Broome Pride. Mm-hmm. And I've never been to Mardi Gras before, but they have, and they're like, look, I know it's very last minute, but like, why don't we make this, why don't we make this a thing? Let's go to Mardi Gras. I was like, yes. And they had just moved to Sydney in January. So they were like, they came back to Perth to quarantine to go to Broome Pride, but then it got cancelled. So they were going back to their home in Sydney and they're like, let's do Mardi Gras. I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah, let's do it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to stay not just for Mardi Gras, but for a couple of weeks after that. And maybe do some work, do some live performing whilst I'm there. So I packed two suitcases full of normal clothes, costumes, makeup, all of it. And then I got to Mardi Gras, had the best fucking time, got COVID as soon as the fucking Mardi Gras finished and Mm -hmm. was in bed for most of the week. It wiped me the fuck out, that COVID. Sometimes I had COVID like three times, was interesting, twice, nothing. Nothing. That's the thing, my, my... that third time uh, knocked me on my ass. It's a different strains, isn't it? Yeah. Because my best buddies, like, is like I've had hangovers that were worse than when I had COVID. Yeah. Like, yeah. But no, we then went to Mardi Gras, stayed there for a couple of weeks in Sydney. Just to quickly interrupt. Yeah. I don't want it to go on for too long. Um, but if you want me to pause, we can. Because I just noticed your dog threw up on the carpet. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. This is a brand... So we've rent... This place has been renovated. This is a brand yeah, new Yeah, your mum said it was a brand new carpet. Oh, for fuck's sake, Pixie. You know what? Are you okay? Oh, she's 13 and nearly dead, so hey. Fucking... No, that's just me wishful thinking. Um, We'll sort it out later. Okay, that's fine. We'll sort it out later. I just thought I should let you know. That oh, my God. Oh, on the brand new carpet. I let, you, I let you talk for quite a while after I actually saw it. Because I didn't... I saw it right as it finished coming out of her mouth. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I should tell Flynn. And then I was like, no, don't interrupt him. She, she will throw up once every, like, couple months for no reason. Mm. She's not sick. She's not... She's just like... Takiak, that's mm. what she's doing. Mm. She's doing a takiak. Mm. But no, anyways, I packed two suitcases, went to Sydney, and I never left. Nice. nice. I didn't go home. Nice. And I kept getting booked a lot, and they were paying me a lot more <laughs> than what I was getting paid here in Perth. So I was like, I need to do this for myself, and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go. Well, very nice. I'm just going to get out. And yeah. I... And my parents were like, so when are you coming home? Because mm. I was living with them here at their place. I was like, when are you coming home? And my f- mates were just like, you have to tell your parents. You, ha- you can't just, like, not tell your parents you're not coming home. So you, do you know what day I told my mother? Mother's Day. Oh. That I'm not coming home. You're such a horrible son. <laughs> You're so mean. I know. I, However, at that point, Mother's Day, that point, I also secured a really great day job at the QT Hotel, like, uh, 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 r- uh, running events. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that. I was getting booked quite often on weekends. I was... I had 
the life set up. So I feel like I needed to present them a package to right. know that I'm okay. Yes. If, um, unless like, that you're not they, a heroin junkie. No, I'm not just like living on the streets shooting up. Mm. I'm like, I've got a good job. They're paying well. I've got gigs who are also paying well. I've got a good place to live in. And I'm, I'm also shooting up. And I'm also shooting yeah. up, yeah, <laughs> in my little piss lip. Yeah, I'm yeah, shooting yeah, it up yeah. there. Nice. And I'm okay. And then, yeah, we had a good conversation because we're just talking about life, how uh, like all the family was, and I just mentioned it. And she was, I don't, she didn't sound sad, mm. but I think she was like proud and like, you know what? If this is, but that's, my parents have always been like that. They've always been like, this is what you really want. And this is what feels right. Fucking do it. Mm. I have the best parents any fucking person could ask for. Yeah. I love my parents. I've got good parents too. I think my mum could take a lesson from you. She doesn't like me being a comedian. Really? Mind you, she doesn't like many things I do. (laughs) But then I also say, it's like, mum, you've got five other siblings. Holy shit. I've got five siblings and they're all older than me. You have other children to make you proud. You're the youngest of five? No, the youngest of six. Oh my God. (laughs) What in the Von Trapp family is that? Mm. My parents were... uh, Breeders. Yeah, good Christian people. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, hey, Mm -hmm. that's what we need more of in the world, kids. Um... How do you feel about kids? I don't want them personally. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Not for me personally. I love the children of my own family. I've got like eight nieces and nephews. And uh, they're all great. Other people's children? Not so much. Yeah, I feel that. Mm. I think I would love eventually a baby. A baby? I would love a baby. But you would like to keep them as a baby? Yes. No, but that's a, that's the catch, see? As they soon as yeah. they turn into a little fucker mm. that starts talking back to me mm. or starts screaming at me because I didn't let them watch some TV when they're meant to be doing their homework, uh, fucking get out of my house. Get out of my house. But by that point, there'll be too much love. Mm. There'll be too much love for them that it's just like... Ugh. Found your way into your cold heart. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just mm. like, I think I can only do one mm. because I can give one a great life or mm-hmm. I can give two a pretty good life. Two is like, two is too much. Here's the thing. I'm a person of extremes. Oh, yeah. So I either want no kids, which is ideal for me. But if I were to have kids, I'd want 14 of them. What? Yeah, yeah. 14? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of cum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no way. I've, I've put enough of it out already, so oh. I'm good for it. Um, Same. Mm, good oh on you. But, um, I, you haven't even introduced your art form, so you're a oh burlesque dancer. <laughs> I'm a bit drunk, I'm not going to lie. I filled this up halfway. With yeah, I saw cup. that. Help yourself. I'm, I'm going to do it I'm, again. You can drink as much as you want, but I'm keeping the bottle because I feel like that bottle will be a collector's item at some point, considering it's one of the last bottles of Russian Standard in Australia. Yeah, I mean, I do feel bad for drinking Russian Standard because, hey, it's the world Mm. and there's things going on. But it's good vodka. It's very good vodka. Mm. Um, Who would have thought? This is being filmed on a Monday. Who would have thought 
would be getting drunk on a Monday. However, I did say to you, I need... You need some liquor. I need some liquor. And I brought my own mixer. I do have, like, soda and tonic. You have soda. I'm a a juice girl. I I love it. I love it. I'm a juice girl at the moment. So, um, but you're a burlesque dancer, would you? Is that what you Yeah, I kind of started in the world of, like, club kid drag. That Mm. was kind of my thing. And then, um, I tried out burlesque. And if you want to put agenda on it which uh, you don't have to well it's called uh what i do is called boylesque boylesque at the end of the day it's the art form of burlesque but boylesque is like it's it is its own art form i guess as well Hmm. um martin darcy oh sorry not martin darcy that's a comedian matthew pope Matthew Pope. carl chaos Chaos, reese lightning chris o fuck me the list goes on with incredible Incredible boyless performers, mm-hmm. especially Australia has some of the best fucking burlesque talent in the world. I think. Yeah, Flynn just got a massive boner, just like, and his eyes rolled back into his head. Just the fucking talent in the Australia. Talent. Fucking, yeah. Oh my god! Mm. Yeah, I got. Oh, yeah. But no, I did. I tried out doing boylesque, and I was like, you know what? Let's give this a go. I've always appreciated the art form. And I tried it out one night, and the reaction I got was really fucking good. And awesome. I was like, I really fucking liked this. That's amazing. And I was like, let me... I had some ideas, and Fringe was coming up real soon, so I was like, I got some ideas, let me try and create, like, a really lit act. Like, a really fucking, like, okay. Next level. Yeah. And then, in my opinion, I mean, it's... The act I've been booked with the most around this country. Mm. It's my, um, I call it fire starts to burn act because it is, it starts off with a little monologue, a little preaching monologue about fucking life. And all of a sudden the track switches and goes when a fire starts to burn, right? It starts mm-hmm. to spread. And then it goes into this like mashup that I created myself of different songs club songs that are a little bit like fire related and i'm in this gorgeous orange like sparkly like fire corset outfit gloves and it's also got like a you little beauty by fisher like you got me burn you got me burn and then like a song called heater by uh, klp mm-hmm. and in a i start off that monologue with like a closed book like preaching and then Halfway through the song, I open the book, it catches on fire. Mm. And then I close the book, turn around, smoke comes out of my mouth. I do some magic. It's a bit of magic. And that was the act that I was like, okay, I fucking... Boylesque is the the way I need to go. So you seem to do the magic of uh, seduction and destruction. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Nice. I love her. I'm more of a charms magician myself. What was that? I'm more of a charms magician myself. A charms magician? Mm -hmm. Really? I don't know what that means. Want to carry that little book around? Because I'm a bit of a poet as well as a comedian. And that poet, I I make trades with people for a poem. I write people a poem and if they like the poem, they get to keep the poem. But not, they have to do something for me first. And I've gotten free movies. Free entries, Uber rides, uh, 
expensive Uber rides too. Wow. A lot of free drinks. Um, A lot of phone numbers. Uh, And all from just writing out poems. That's my magic. But generally it's reserved for jokes, which is brings me to my next point. Just so I can share it, something of my art with you. See, the books, we write it upside down. This I'm going to share a joke with you. And I was pretty happy with this one. Because I wrote it just the other night. It's a short one, so it won't take too long. You know the uh, Beer 50 Lashes? Yeah. Mm. I, yeah, I used to work at a bar, mm. yeah. Do you know why it's called 50 Lashes? No. Neither do I. Neither do I. But uh, I like to think it has something to do with James Squire needing 50 lashes to, you know, reach orgasm. <laughs> you can name it after that. Makes me want to start my own beer company. Yeah. Call well, it 12 inches or something. Like that. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. I you, know. You are a comedian. Yeah. Wow. You absolute... That's set up. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm. I do appreciate it. Especially when it catches you off guard with... Yeah. Like, do you know what it, what it stands for? No. Neither do I. Neither yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, do yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm quite happy with that one. And yeah. uh, I might I might bang that out on Thursday. I've got two shows and one night on Thursday. Oh, really? Where? <sighs> one at the Comedy Lounge at the Gong Show. And then another one at the Fremantle Comedy Factory. Fun. It should be. hope so. Mm. <laughs> should be yeah have you have you seen me perform uh not in what, person i can't remember the conversation we had the other night uh well that was <laughs> that sounds so sus oh, I, people, I can't remember the conversation we were having the other night <laughs> because look to get some context we're at connections nightclub i was drunk naturally was that the wednesday night yes i was in face i had just finished a gig at wednesday? magnet house it yeah. can't have been wednesday i never go out wednesday nights no, it was that's bitch. not true, because no, because no, 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 it was, it was no, you're dead right, and that is because I had a show booked for that night that got cancelled like literally five minutes before the show. What? Yeah, it got cancelled literally five minutes before the show. I think. What happened? I think possibly the venue, their liquor license had expired, and they'd only just realised. Um, what venue? You don't have to say it out loud. You can just mouth it. To oh no! Me. Fuck it, Camelot Theatre. Fuck them. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Camelot Theatre, Mosman Park. Suck my dick, people. You should fucking pay Ziggy, the guy who organised it, a lot of money for that. Yeah. And I took a half day off work for a free fucking show. It's like I could have been getting paid. What? Like I wasn't out, you know, to fucking, you know, I didn't book a half day off work to fucking. You know, go gamble or play games or eat pussy or, you know, <laughs> blow out, you know, boy a boy's backside or something like that. You know, I, I did it to fucking tell jokes at your venue and you fucking couldn't come through with it. So, yeah, they can suck a dick. Mm. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's... But hey, don't... Well, it depends. Don't do shit for free. No, that's mostly what comedians do. Until we create something for ourselves that, you know, we can... Uh, yeah, no, yeah. that is... That and is I'm okay true. with that. I didn't start this if I didn't love it, you know? Absolutely. Mm. No, that is very true. Mm. I think I've just... I think now that I've had some success in different areas, mm. 
I can now be so specific with like, okay, I, I can say no to gigs now, which I was very much a, let me say yes to everything. Mm-hmm. But now for me, I need to think, okay, is it worth my time? Is it worth the Uber mm-hmm. that I'm going to have to get there and back? Because I don't drive. I'm a gay. I don't drive. What is it with gays and not driving? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's because I've always grown up not too far from the city. Mm-hmm. That it's just like an Uber, 11 bucks, fucking let's Gays say. not driving and bottoms being in good shape most of the time. Now, I have a theory um, to, as to the bottoms why they're in good shape. Because I don't fucking eat. That too. No, their diet's like on. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't uh, enjoy life um, because food can be pretty awesome. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm mostly bottom Mm -hmm. and I treat my body like absolute garbage. But I have a theory as to why they do stay. And first off, they're not fit. And like, you're you're probably fit. You dance all the time. But uh, I remember... I knew a gay dude and he was like strictly a bottom. Look, had a great figure on him, but his actually athletic and physical ability was startlingly underwhelming. Really? Yeah. So just remember people, just because you look good does not mean you are good. Well, that's the thing. A lot mm. of the times when people work out at the gym, there's two ways they can go about it. Like mm. I remember another good mate of mine started off at the gym. He was like... He said to his P, uh, personal trainer, he was like, the, no, the trainer said to him, do you want to get stronger or do you want to look good? Mm. And my mate was like, I just want to look good. I don't give a fuck about being strong. Just make mm-hmm. me look good. And I'm like, okay, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that meant the strength was not there. So they look good, but they're not that fit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting how that works out. But fitness can also be equated with like stamina, cardio, things like that. But even then, this bottom had no cardio just because it's like he just lounged around drinking ice lattes all day and sucking cock. And uh, Wow, um, way to call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. um, no, I have a theory as to why because I'm slowly starting to get back into the shape I used to be in back when I was like in boxing shape. And you're a boxer at one point, yeah. Uh, those days are long, I'm, I'm too old, I'm too tired, and everything's falling apart on me. And um, but I'm slowly getting back into that shape. And you know, it's just it's really just motion and protein. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to make sure you're getting enough protein. You obviously also need to make sure you're getting enough of other food sources, carbohydrates, fats, and vitamins, and fibers, and things like that, all that good shit. But then movement is the other thing, and not even like lifting ginormous amounts of weight, which I love to do, but just pure motion, like sitting down and being docile will fuck you. And that's what I realized why bottoms are in such good shape. Food source, protein, covered, drink lots of cum. Uh Okay. Uh And then we all know the best bottoms, you know, or at least the ones I do, uh, vibrating butt plug in at all times. So the body's in constant motion, even when they're sleeping. Good theory? (laughs) That is a good theory. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't say I'm always wearing a butt plug. Mm-hmm. Because I like to keep tight. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make it difficult for everyone, don't you? Yeah, I do. Mm. Well, hey, I've had no complaints. Oh. So. Well, to... well, once the battle's over, it's like, I... 
Why would I complain? Yeah, it was difficult to get into it, but once I was in it, you let me put baby batter inside of it. Why oh. would I complain? You know, look, like, once you wear out my shit art, yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. that one before? Uh, shitterous? But I mean, no, no, not, 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 not a shitterous like shitter, or shitterous. No, no. I'm so glad your mum's walked out of here. Oh my god! Yeah. Right when she said I'm going to work, I'm like, yeah, you fucking better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like thanks, instead of man. like I, I think it was Trixie Mattel that said this on her podcast she's like do you want to rim me or tongue my shitter both mean the same thing mm. there's a, a, a lot of worse way of saying it there is there is I mean I go by the old saying you know tongue punch your fart box oh yeah that's always oh. yeah. I need a cock punch me cock punch <laughs> Or like instead of like saying piss, uh, instead of a pee hole, pee hole. piss slit, piss slit. Yeah. Mm, very gay. Very gay. Very indeed. gay. You know what? Something, something that gay that happened to me recently. I got invited to a place and I didn't know what the place was until I checked in with a friend, and someone invited me to the Perth Steamworks. Oh my god! And they're like, "Hey, <laughs> do you want to come to Steamworks with me?" I was like, "Sure." No. Oh. I'm a I'm a real prude, honestly. Really? Yeah. Which is ironic because I'm also a really horny motherfucker, but like yeah. I'm getting that under better control as I get older. Mm. Now it's like to the point where like I don't know, like two years ago, there's literally nothing I probably wouldn't fuck. Now wow. the list is just massively reduced. And not reduced out of any desire of, I don't find these people attractive. It's reduced out of a desire of, I can't get into the amount of trouble that my dick causes for me, you know? And it's like, oh, how big is your dick? Well, it's big enough to get me into trouble, you know? So, uh, you know. What the fuck does that mean? Oh, like, you know, you fuck a woman who's married, you know. Oh, you too? (laughs) Yeah, you know, like, you fuck... You, 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 I don't know, you, you know, you fuck maybe some girls you were seen for a little while. I'll never call her my girlfriend, but maybe you fuck her mum. You know, that wasn't good. That caused some issues for me. Um, yeah. So, and then I, basically it's fucking other people who know the people you've already fucked. That's what causes the biggest issue. Ah. The sisters and friends and people of yeah. people you've already slept with. Ah. And that's uh, that's a hindrance. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. That causes a lot of hiccups, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, oh, well, I didn't think you'd be okay about this, but I didn't think you'd find out about it either, you know? Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. So did you end up going to Steamworks? No. Ah, uh, babes, you missed out. Mm. I was actually there the other night, <laughs> Friday night. Myself and three mates went I there. I think I know the mates. I think I saw a story about it. Uh, Donna Kebab. Uh, uh, skyscraper. Skyscraper. Icon. Skyscraper. Mm. Steamworks golden platinum men- member. And then Miss Cara. Scott, Miss, Miss, yeah, that makes sense. Skyscraper, golden platinum member at Steamworks. That makes so yes. much fucking yes. sense. Yeah. 
That she makes... has a tattoo of the stamp. Like, you don't even get a stamp. I'm that, just bullshit. That was like, makes... That is... No surprise. No we surprise. Went, we now. went to see Cougar Morrison's show, Comedy Queen, which was fucking awesome. I heard it was great. And um, I was at a family event that day. Uh, so it was... It was a it was a it was a big day and um, I was drinking like crazy here with my family back at our place and then went to that show got to the show it was fucking wasted and then everyone else was also wasted as you do and skyscraper was like you know Bears Night is on at Steamworks and I was like what I was like Bears Night okay so I said to uh, Miss Cara and Donna like. Bears night? Question mark? Surely. Because they also saw the Cougar show. We didn't go together, but they were also there. And they were also a bit drunk. Donna had the night off on a Friday, which fucking never happens. And yeah, I, I saw the I saw the story of the of the fucking thing and I was like, that's Donna and they're out of drag. And it's like, that's Yeah. Mama, we had the best fucking night. Mm. That was one of the my favourite nights out I've had in Perth in a long time. Because mm. we were... Everyone was so drunk, so happy, so, f- like, just free to be adventurous. That's what I like. I like people that are, are adventurous about a night out. Not the same old, like... I feel like you can go to the same club every night. And this is not just in Perth. This is anywhere in fucking Australia. You can go to the same club every weekend and it gets repetitive. It gets, like, there's nothing that memorable like when you think back about oh that night out i had here and here i was like oh was it that night or was it that night because they both kind of like seem the same but when you can say yeah motherfucker i went to bears night at steamworks and i got cock punched <coughs> in the mirror room yeah you can say that steamworks cock punched mirror room. or someone getting watching someone someone getting blowed in the fucking jacuzzi Right. Everyone was wild Having a good time. Night. Everyone was wild. Some real ancient Greek kind of shit. However, it did get to a point where I started, like, sobering up ever so slightly. And then I realised... So, there's... In Steamworks, there's, like, a dark maze that you can go through that has, like, a mattress. How big is Perth Steamworks? You're making this sound like a fucking castle. It's probably the size of Connections. Really? That yeah. that small? Yeah. That's fucking... Yeah. Addictive. But they fit a lot in there. You only need... It sounds like it. Yeah. yeah. They, they fucking really do. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense when you fucking got blokes in other, so, in other blokes. You know, you can compact things a yeah, little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Can you share uh, something I heard about um, Skyscraper? When? That night? Share it if you can. Or a rumour, and I, I don't think they're very abashed about it, but I'm just too afraid to ask a personal question like that. That night? Was it from no, that night or to do just with that in night, general? But you, you, after that night, you may be able to confirm whether or not it's true. Oh, yeah. Skyscraper, massive bottom, question mark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. That's, I feel like... Nah, that's not a personal question. I feel oh, like that's right. just common knowledge. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> However, yeah. no, I think they've this year they've gone into their verse era. Oh. Which they're like, they've... Look, Sky... I must say, a lot of the tops that I've been fucked by used to just be bottoms. 
Mm. So, and they've been the best types of ever, I've ever slept with because they know what to do. Because mm. they used to be taking the dick and they're like, okay, this is what I've got to do mm. to the bottom now. And they will. <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, it is a little bit like that dynamic when I was interviewing the uh, sex worker and they were a dominatrix as well as an escort. And um, they were saying, like, switches make both the best subs and doms. It's like just worlds better because they yeah. read the other person's desires so well and they know where to push to and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Keep having as much as you want, you know? You know what? Mm. I will. Mm. Waking up on an empty stomach after barely eating yesterday, yesterday's fashion show, which, by the mm. way, listeners, I walked in a fashion show. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Was How a, was the fashion show? It was a big day. A big fucking day. Big day. Big as the coffees you got at Steamworks? No, I've had bigger. Oh, um, okay. uh, yeah, I've had bigger. Um, yesterday's fashion show was Give great. Give us an hand gesture. Tell me when to stop. I mean, I'll fucking... I'll show you the video afterwards. Oh, fucking hell. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus. I always wonder, like, what do I get myself into? Uh, you know, but funnily enough, I was speaking to a gay friend of mine about this recently. Oh, yeah. Shout out, Tom. Uh, hey, Tom. Lola Palooza. Um, Tom, who? Lola Palooza. You know them? Oh, uh, the, oh Lola Palooza, the, the, the drag queen. Uh-huh. I have not, I don't think I've actually probably met them, mm. but I've seen what they do online and I'm very impressed. Lovely kid. Very I've impressed. I've interviewed them. Um, they were wonderful to interview. We've become like, we've kind of become friends lately and uh, they're going to. Buddies, what? No. Oh, okay. I only sleep with people older than me. Okay. Well, so ancient. How old do you think I am? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm 24. Yeah. Huh. How old do you think I am? You said you were like 25, 26. No. 27? 22. You're 22. <laughs> okay. I know. Fucking scandal alert. So many people don't know I'm only 22. Mm. They're like, oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Look, I, I think it's always... your way of the world. I've always given off more mature energy in general, but I don't know then, about that, like, but yeah. I think I'm, I, but I forget this myself. I've done quite well for mm. someone who is 22, who's only been doing this a couple of years. For myself, I have done quite well mm. to be able to go to any city in this country and be like, I'm coming to this city and to yeah, then be incredible booked to be at 22, and then to be booked yeah. and do gigs in that mm. city it's such a, I, I will say this, it is a, it is a privilege. I have a privilege for sure. And I do, and I do not take it for granted at any point. Um, and I'm always, yeah, so grateful that I can do this, but it's, I, whenever I get in those moments of like, fuck, oh, oh fuck, oh, like I get annoyed with like myself with like, uh, the quality of my work because I'm I'm my worst crit- critique like the critics. Oh yeah. Like I just I'm yeah, always yeah. awful I feel with that. it. And yeah. then I gotta remember every like so many of my best performer friends, they're in their 
like late 20s, 30s, mm-hmm. and have been doing this for about eight, nine, ten years. Yeah. Why am I comparing myself to them? Yeah. I'm, I'm 22. Yeah. I'm still learning. I'm literally still learning. Yeah. I learn so much every fucking time. I mean, I just... I did Edinburgh Fringe this year. How was it? I had some Holy comedian friends shit. of mine who went over there and did some shows. It was wonderful. Like, I... It was the first time I performed internationally, which was... I can now pop on the CV. I'm an international performer. Mm. But, um, it was wild. It was... It's... It's... It's fast. In Edinburgh Fringe is fast. It's constant. It's... Hu- it's fucking huge. Perth Fringe, love her. It's all contained in the one space. Edinburgh Fringe, it's the entire city. Like, I know Adelaide Fringe is also, like, a very, very big. Edinburgh Fringe is next level big. They will turn anything into a venue. So this lounge room right now, they'll pop a PA system and a microphone. This is a little comedy lounge. Sure. They will turn anything into a venue, but it works. The thing is, it works for the show. Um, and I learned so much whilst I was there. Like it was just like incredible. And then I recently was working on the um, RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under tour. Oh um, yeah. What were you doing? I was. I was honestly. I was just a uh, per, a production assistant, oh. which um. Uh, uh, somewhat like someone on the cast that like, got me in contact with um, the people that production work, and they were like, assistant. "Hey, I've got that because they were looking for production assistants uh, ass- and assistant." Uh, yeah, sucking RuPaul's cock under the desk. A flashlight, yeah, yeah, human yeah, flashlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they're like, "Do you know anyone that's good for the job?" And they mm. recommended me because I think they wanted. Someone that's grown up in the drag community mm-hmm. instead of just like a random a straight person. man that's yeah, yeah. Ran, like, like that's never worked with drag queens before, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> I must say that was a very like high budget, big scale production. Like we did toured around Australia and New Zealand. There was mm-hmm. at least two and a half thousand people per show Jeez. in the audience. It was huge, and the amount of work that goes into doing that because. You got at least twelve plus drag queens who have a name to themselves now, and who are like well known and have to be presented in a way that the audience will be, uh, that the audience will be satisfied with because especially in the meet and greet they're paying a lot of fucking money mm. to do that meet and greet, and the drag queens want to give the best product possible because. They have their support and they feel so lucky to be here that they want to give them the best product. So making that happen is wild. Just getting everyone together, rehearsing, because we have to rehearse each stage we went to because the venue was a different layout. In Auckland, we did an arena, an arena that Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Rihanna, every artist possible, imagine... Performed at that same arena. Mm-hmm. And we... And fucking that show was there too. Mm. So it was wild having to just kind of like fit the show in each different space. And it was a lot of work. And it made me honestly appreciate how much effort goes on behind the scenes. 
who's usually I'm the one on stage and I'm just the creative, I'm just there to give you my product on stage. But the work that it takes to actually put on a show, the things that have to fall in line for it to run smoothly, like, it makes me appreciate what stage managers, production assistants, tour managers, anyone working, or lighting pe- uh, lighting designs, sound people, it makes me appreciate what they do so much more because I've gotten to see firsthand the work that they do because I haven't been the one on the stage. Mm. So I got, I, yeah, I Shall got I that. give them a little round of applause? What was that? Yeah. I can't believe you pressed that with your big fucking toe. Yeah, well, like, I was one of those kids growing up, growing out in, like, the country where, like, I preferred to be in barefoot. I didn't start wearing shoes on a regular basis until I was, like, 20 really? years old. Yeah. So I have very, like, clever little toes. I'm, look, I must say, like, if there's I'm not like, a foot if, person. No. No. I was like, like, if there's something on the floor, I would, like, pick it up and, like, yeah, yeah, do yeah, that yeah. instead of bending over. Yeah. But, like, I I think my feet are too delicate now. Well, that's fair enough. Just, my feet are getting delicate from years of wearing steel caps. Like, my arches are, like, just destroyed. Wow. Now, when I'm home, like, I pretty much just sit down and chuck a cricket ball underneath my foot and just roll that bitch. But, um, I want to start talking to you a little bit more about the technical aspects of your performing. So, we've talked a lot of shit. Real quick, though. We have talked a lot of shit. And it's How been l- fun. It has been fun. How long have we been going for? Yeah, now. Okay. Yeah. But um, real quick, before we go into the more technical aspects of your yeah. now, how much cock did you get in Edinburgh? I know the audience is dying to know. Well, Edinburgh Fringe I did the last week of. And before that... I did five weeks of partying in Europe. Oh, right. Okay. Which was the Pride festivals and, like... Uh, All the gay... Where Pride is All the gay shit. Yeah. Um, so Edinburgh, none. Oh, okay. Or one. One. I lie. There was one on my... On the next morning after my first show. Still conservative. The morning... Morning sex. Best sex there is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In my little Airbnb, which was a private room in someone's home. I did feel bad, but at the same time, fuck it. I'm yeah, paying like too that, much money to be here. Yeah. So, like, yeah. But, like, it's, it's morning sex. Yeah, exactly. And it's like you wake up with the morning wood. Yeah. You're know, just, just ready to... He was in the area. I was like, yeah, come on. Fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. So yeah. this person wasn't even in bed with you when you... Oh, no, no. Oh, right, okay. No, this is Grindr, mama. Grindr. Oh, right. I was, like, chatting, and then they were like, yeah, I'm in... I'll be in your area, like, real soon. I was like, okay, come. Come. Come, and they did. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, um, no, but... In the Europe, bro. Uh, I'm not... It's a lot. A lot. It's honestly a lot. It's probably more... Then, like, the amount of sex I would have over two years, I probably had in five weeks in Europe. Jesus. Yeah. Oh. It was nuts. Well, and I was kind of the same on tour, on, on the Drag Race tour. How do Europeans feel about Australians? I don't usually, uh, I don't ask that question to them, because, um... How do they feel about you? 
They or, clearly, clearly. I don't, I don't get their opinion because I'm too busy sitting on their face, so it's very hard uh, to like hear them talk. All right, okay. Yeah. Mm, um, breathe through your ears, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I don't know. I think so, I think they're like, hey there. Oh no, they're impressed because we've come a long way. Like it's a twenty fucking two hour flight. Mm. Like to get from. Or it depends who you fly with, but like it took me like twenty. And we're leaving paradise to come to your wintry hellhole. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But no, the Europeans are impressed. They're like, oh my god, you come from Australia all the way to fucking Barcelona, Amsterdam, Santorini, Mykonos, like to name a few places. Fuck yeah! Right. Uh, just the party capitals of the world. Yeah. Ibiza. As oh well. my god! And oh. twelve cities. In six weeks and I will never do it again because that was too much it was the best experience of my life but I only ended up in hospital once in Barcelona um I we left Amsterdam so we just done like four days of Amsterdam Pride which was honestly if anyone is thinking of going to a Pride festival in this world Amsterdam Pride is the best Pride festival in this world Mm. it's not expensive the most expensive part would probably be your accommodation and your flights. The parties, you don't have to pay to go. Most of them are free. Mm-hmm. They're on the streets. So they will open the streets up. Imagine, imagine, you know, James Street and Northridge and Yegan Square, like that yeah, area, yeah, yeah, yeah. William Street. Imagine if there was a big fucking DJ booth plopped there in the middle of the street. No cars were allowed to come. It was all open to the general public. No, no, like, no entry, no thing. You can go to the bottle shop down there, grab whatever you want, drink on the street. It was nuts. I grabbed a bottle of wine from the fucking convenience store because in over there, you get fucking booze at a convenience store. Nice. Then danced on top of a... Uh, Man's a, uh, a toilet. Oh, right, okay. A yeah. public toilet. No. Because it looked like a platform stage. Mm. Yeah. I have a similar story in Armadale. In where? In Armadale. <laughs> in Armadale? Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I got naked in the middle of the street and, uh, um, party. On my own. Yeah, but I, I thought I was with other people because uh-huh. I was on six tabs of acid. Six? Yeah, it was a lot. Six. Mm. One. <sighs> what? It was a pretty nuclear scale trip, I'll be honest with you. Was that like the first time you took acid? No. Was... Uh. No. <laughs> the worst time I took acid, yes. <laughs> but not the first time by a long stretch. First time I took acid was at a music festival. So, like, I was already setting myself up for failure. Oh. Was that Falls Festival 2019 going to 2020? I was at a FIFO workers poker night. Ah. Strippers, Coke, MD, the works. And here's me with, I was like, does anyone want to do some acid? Like, Alex, are you fucking cooked in the head? I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, just, you know, just settle them and then like, just, I won the first hand. Yeah. I won the first hand of poker by a gross amount. Mm. Like, I won it by an honestly criminally large amount of money. Should have stopped there. I should have. Um, but then the strippers were like trying to freak me out and they're like, Ooh, and I'm like, 
this is really mean to do to me while I'm tripping balls and your tits are out, you know? And I was like, fucking just, just wigging it. Like, I ended up pissing in my boot. I thought fireballs were falling from the sky. The yeah, like, um, like my friends who came and collected me and took me home, they're like, they stuffed me in the back of their car. I thought I was in the back of the car with, like, ten other people. It's just me in the back of the car. Like, uh, in the back seat of the car and like, oh my God, that was a bad night. It wasn't a great night. Asses wild like that. Like, when I had at that fucking music festival, I mean, all of my mates did as well. So it was like a group of like eight of us all on acid. And some Nothing of us- worse than being the only one on acid. Oh, room, yeah, it? no, I was like, no, no, no. If, if I'm doing it for the first time, bitch, we're all doing it. Yeah. Um, someone's hair winked at me. Hair winked at you. Yeah, so, like, we were moving through the crowd, moving through the mosh pit, and I said to my friend, that girl's hair just winked at me. Nice. As, like, as, as, as it, it do. Yeah. As it do. Yeah. Um, and then I had a can of, like, a drink, and then I, I remember drinking some, and then I looked at my can, and it was completely full. Mm. And I was like, who filled up my can? And they're like, you haven't had any yet. I was like, that was empty. Like, nearly empty. I was like, what's going on? Like, no, that's yours. You've, like... I was definitely feeling it a lot more because mm. it was my first time and it was like, hit me real quick. Mm. Yeah. That's the other thing about acid, though, is you get then, acid, then you get acid sex. Not tried that. I'm not... It's not on the top of my bucket list. Dude, if you want to feel closer in touch really? with fucking angels and demons, it is mm. like... Okay. Picture oh. this. You shouldn't do it too often because normal sex will become boring. Oh. Hmm. It's like all these motherfuckers that like to do, like, puff and play. Like, have sex, like, whilst, like, on G. G? Uh, GH. This is this a big Sydney thing. G is GHB, which is liquid ecstasy. Who I heard have, of this. Um, I, I had G whilst I was in Europe, and it was like, it was like, party time, whoa. Um, it's so dangerous, though. You're not allowed to drink at all. No alcohol at all, or you will die. You cannot mix the two together. You will die. It's literally that simple mm. um so made a night out very cheap whilst i was in europe but you can very easily have a little bit too much and then you will like you won't die you'll just be like like passed out is that like, why you had to go to hospital it's a date rape drug it's uh, that, right yeah. um and it's yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> um, you're making it after this story You've made it sound like for gay men, it's just the date drug. The date drug. Oh. <laughs> the date drug. Mama. Which yeah. is such a bad joke, but it's like, <laughs> this is, you've, you've presented it to me. Not I just made the connection. Well, yeah. It just, it's, 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 I don't know. It's a, what was I saying before? <laughs> I don't fucking remember. Well. I'm quite tired. I'm not going to lie. That's fine. You drink as much as you like. There's still a little bit of vodka left for you. If that bottle is empty, I don't mind. But I'm keeping the bottle. Yeah. Um, now, back onto the more technical aspects of yeah, Boylesque. Fuck, let's... Yeah, um, fuck the... Yeah. Fuck no, we've had great stories. 
No, but no, fuck them. That's too technical. I like technical. technical. Well, I want to ask you, like, a few things I like to ask about things. The first person I ever interviewed for the podcast... I've interviewed both Donna Kebab and Skyscraper, by the way. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Donna was the first uh, drag uh, queen I had ever interviewed. Wow. The first. So, huge shout out to Donna. Very good one to start with. Very oh my god! What awesome I met when we met. This mm. is this is what I was wearing. Did she want to sit on your face? Probably. Pro- Probably. I think skyscraper would have wanted I'm to as well. Co- no, no, now that I know for a fact. Jesus. Yeah. She made that abundantly clear. Oh, really? Um, oh. <laughs> but that's what I was wearing uh, when I met Donna Kebab. Wow. Yeah. You really are a part of this community now. <laughs> wow. And uh, for, like, for the listeners, if you didn't know, it was a, a tie Dave Rainbow hoodie. One, onesie. One, was onesie. that a onesie? Full length onesie right now. <gasps> oh, you sick bitch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, it was a good time. Yeah. Um, but I was on copious amounts of MD and acid at the time when I met her. And Donna was very drunk. So it was a real meeting of the minds, you know, and uh, we were like, would you do a podcast? The one thing led to another. And then, yes, we interviewed and Donna was a great interviewer. And one thing, you guys are in a provocateur art form. You're there to get a, get a reaction. You know what I mean? Like, you're certainly there to get a reaction. Like... I remember I went to, to describe this simply, my roommate, who's a very, very dear friend of mine, I love him a lot, we were very, very good friends, but he's a very, very good kind of Christian boy. Um, a lot of people wonder how we're friends, and um, there's a lot more going on there than people realise, but we are very good friends. And he asked me, I was like, oh, who are you going to go interview today? And I was like, I'm going to go interview a burlesque performer. And he was like... Um, so what's bur- what's burlesque? And I was like, well, it's complicated, you know. It's it's basically what I summed up to him. I was like, it is like the classiest, classiest, classiest stripping you can possibly do. And he was like, oh, maybe you should uh, get them to show you an example. I was like, yeah, maybe it is a dude I'm interviewing after all. And he was like, oh. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see that one coming. And yes, I was like, the I, was like and I, I was like, Callum, why are you surprised at this point? <laughs> I was like, I've interviewed drag queens and drag kings, coked out comedians, pisshead comedians, rappers who I, I've interviewed all kinds of people. It's mm-hmm. like, why are you surprised at this point? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's a very valid point. Now, if you had to describe burlesque in your own words... What would it be? Uh, like burlesque for me or burlesque in general? Both. Um, for me, it's been a way that I can let all insecurities about myself fucking leave. And I can be like, you know what? I am commanding this space and I'm feeling sexy and I'm proud of it. That is burlesque for me. Mm-hmm. It's a way I can show my art in... And it's... I can be so creative with take... Like, you can be so creative with taking off your clothes. Mm-hmm. And, like, the th- you can do it to any type of theme, to any type of genre of music. And 
give whatever message you want. And it's, it, the art form is fucking, it's, I feel like it's limitless and it's always evolving. It's always kind of like, it's, there's so many new things that always come about. Um, because you got to keep it interesting at the end of the day. Like it, it's, 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 it, if you went to a burlesque show and you saw like 10 of the same people doing the same type of number, it's like, okay, we get it. Okay. So that's why I think you can bring something so unique to it. And when you do, and then you have a full lineup of unique performers, fuck me, the burlesque, the artistry is wild. Mm-hmm. I love it. Which brings me to uh, the next point. One of the main things that I talked to John Kebab about was because it is a provocateur, it is an innately sexual kind of performance. Mm-hmm. I remember one I went to, um, what, was, what was it? Sideshow? Went to the Sideshow performance. Connections. With, yeah, yeah. Yep. Carl Chaos, Matthew Pope, Ruby Jules, Another Ruby, Freddie B. Perfect couple other performers who shamefully I'm forgetting but um, those were some of the performers and I took a friend along and you know they watched it and he was like he'd never seen this kind of thing before he was like man this is fucking out there eh? and he was like can you believe what Matthew Pope and Carl Chaos did on the stage and I was like yeah it's pretty out there isn't it bro and uh, it was like fuck yeah it is he was like I don't I don't know how to feel about this and I was like well that's a normal reaction because I bet it's making you feel some kind of way, you know? So that was pretty much the way his introduction. I'd seen a few shows at then, but it's like, yeah, you can't see that athletal, that level of both coordinated movement, you know, clothing, makeup, dancing, like all of that stuff and not think to yourself, this is like, this is next level performing. And the other reason why I became interested in interviewing people in the Dragon Burlesque is, like, psychologically, there's no one more fascinating than comedians. Like, if you go talk to any comedian, like, hmm. there's a lot going on there mentally. And I always tell you this, if you ever see a comedian you're offended by because you said some obscene shit, I guarantee you the people who say the most obscene shit on stage, usually the nicest people off stage. Yeah. Not an ironclad rule, but usually. And the people who seem the nicest on stage, not always so. A mm. couple of rule breakers there too. I know one who, one comedian who has a heart of gold who is as nice as he seems, but he's just one. So, yeah, that's my experience with them. Um, but most of the nice comedians can go sit on a cactus as far as I'm um, Was that an excitement or something? Be like, yeah. that'd be a challenge. Um, a challenge, yeah. yeah. So, what was I saying? Yes, but one thing I no- noticed about burlesque and drag performers is it's an incredible amount of work you guys put into on purely a practical front. Like I think comedy is very much a mental exercise, mm. but drag and burlesque is like mixing like dance, makeup, fashion, like... Uh, theatre a lot of the time sometimes a like a part in a production you know you have to be very charismatic on stage mm-hmm. with your like spoken word craft and things like that yeah um, a lot of the times they have to be funny like yeah. they th- so much goes into it and it's like 
It's these a are these are like next level performers, and that, yeah. that that's the thing though. It's um, it is really hard. All of this is really fucking hard, but that's why when you do it well, it's makes it worth it. Fucking worth it mm. because it's like whoa, I've worked really hard mm. to make this look good. Mm. I mean, to make... So it's... You can start off being, which I have definitely, starting off being quite clunky in your, like, reveals and stuff when it comes to, like, trying to be sexy. There's a whole different art form, especially in the burlesque world, like, being sexy, like, if you want to give sexual fucking, like tease, sexual desire, kind of, like, come off as, like, yeah, I'm fucking sexy, it takes a lot of fucking work to make that look so effortlessly. Mm. It's not easy. Mm. I don't think I've come close to mastering it yet. I can... I find my art is definitely, like... I'm very uh, aggressive and strong with my performances. It's, Mm. like... Whereas, um... (laughs) <laughs> someone I did a gig with recently they were like uh, there was a video um, someone on the Perth scene? no this is in Sydney actually um, uh, they were filming my video and they turned to another performer in the cast like so violent no. like it's so it's all so violent I was no. like yeah I don't know the way I move is just so violent I don't know if that's because I had a, I grew up in a uh I did a lot of hip hop dancing when I was younger, and it was uh, like there's a lot of sharp moves, a lot of like aggressive points, and like, oh, and I feel like that's when I can like engage with my body best is when I'm like really like, ha like hitting hitting points instead of just like uh, flowing, woo, like I don't know, it's not me. I love, I love being aggressive. I love looking the fucking audience member in the eye in the front row and being like, yeah, you're gonna fucking love me by the end of this, like. You probably see this little transvestite right now and think, oh, God, what are they doing? They're like, no, you're going to fucking fall in love with me by mm. the end of this. Yeah. And that's what I do. Sounds and then like they do. Time. Then they'll be the loudest one cheering by the end of it. Can I theorize something about you, then? No. <laughs> yeah, go for it. No, well, I'm going to anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's my fucking podcast. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do what I want. Yeah. Um, but... Don't need to ask. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Um, but, uh, the, when you were back in the person, you mentioned this idea of violent style of dancing and hip hop. I theorize that you may have been very good friends with a mutual acquaintance. Maybe you know them, maybe you don't. Mitchell. No. Wait, Mitchell who? It's a drag queen. What's the drag name? Ruby Jules. Oh. Is that name Mitchell? No. Wait. Did you say Mitchell? No. Oh my god, that fucking vodka is doing something to me. Oh girl. my god! Do you want another one? <sighs> yeah. Yeah, go <laughs> on. Get yourself another vodka. We'll pause for five. Yeah. Yeah, we'll Quick do it. pause, guys. Which is incredible because um, at one point I was a real hornbag. Which, like, really? In, in comparison. Yeah. Mm. Right. We were just talking about how bad at flirting I can be and um, how it's kind of nice walking around oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like so you see someone looking at you and then they're like, what are they looking at? And you look over your shoulder 
And then, you know, your friend you're with, it's like, they're looking at you, dickhead. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Although you probably never have that problem. You know they're looking at you at all times. No, I honestly don't. And I, I've gotten so often, like, I'll... I'll... I'll see someone that I'm, like, kind of keen on. And um, <clears throat> I can be in or out of makeup. And um, I'm like, oh, why didn't... Why didn't like, and they'll know who I am. I'm like, why didn't you say hello earlier? <clears throat> and they're like, oh, I just, like, I found you really intimidating. Mm. I was like, what? Mm. Like, I'm such a dickhead. Mm. Like, I'm so stupid. Mm. And I'm like, just said I have a good time. I just like, I just, I don't know. I find it really odd that someone would find me intimidating. Yeah. But, um... That's happened so often now that it's like, okay, what am I doing? Yeah. What am I giving off? But I don't think it's, I'm giving off anything. It's just Was there. that person a performer? Was that? Was that person a performer? No. No. Did, did not, because. No. Yeah, performers. Or they're never performers. Yeah, no. No. Like, performers can never be, like, intimidated because no. it's like, performers have to be relied upon to do something Yeah, stupid, literally. You know? Yeah. And like, that's why people said, I'm oh, starting a podcast. You get all these weirdos on. And it's like, I remember when you started and it's like, oh, I've got to interview someone. Mm-hmm. Who shall I interview? And it's like, you just ask people and it's like, you throw enough shit out there. Something's yeah. going to, something, something's going to come back. Yeah. Uh, how's those vodkas feeling? I think you're on your third one. I am on my third one. It is going good. I'm glad I did take a piss mm-hmm. in that little break. Um, Cause I was busting. Yeah, good to know. Yeah, yeah, good to know. Yeah, yeah. it's nice to just be drinking on a Monday and not having to go anywhere. Can can we tell the audience uh, what what else came out after with a piss? Uh, no, it didn't come out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. Oh, it it's still there. Oh. I don't know where. But you can feel it. I, but I know it's there. You know it's there. That's interesting. And you leave that up to your own interpretation, audience. Mm. You, you, you leave that up to whatever the fuck you think I'm talking about. No, I know it's there. Mm-hmm. I saw it go in there. You know, speaking of pisses and, like... Difficult managed bodily fluids. Mm. I had this incident earlier this week where I was kind of like exhaustion hung- hangover. Because there's this fuck thing like trying to get back into the shape I was, which was like, I want to say at one point for like a finite amount of time, I was at like a single percentage body fat, like just really lean. And, uh, don't know if I'll ever get back to single digit percentage body fat. I don't know if yeah, I even want to because I felt like death, actually. Um, I felt like human shit. Like, uh, you just got no energy. And yeah. like, anyone who's getting to that level of like shape is actually exhausted most of the time. Um, and the fact that they stay in that shape a lot of the time is, quite frankly, I just think they hate themselves. It's like, dude, if you want to, if you want to fucking hurt yourself, why not just fucking get into CBT or choking or fucking whipping or something, you know? There's other things about that out there besides starving yourself Again, to death. shooting up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, the... I was, like, exhaustion mm-hmm. hangover. And again, though, you know, you wake up, you got the morning wood, and, like, it's like oh, well, i got morning wood. I've also got shit. And, like, which is difficult because... 
Pissing with morning wood is already difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if... Does, uh, I mean, this is a very personal question. Does it, is it easy for your morning wood to go down? No. Really? No. No. Like, when it's there, it's like... Oh, Alright, I guess this is... This is it? Yeah, this is going to be like this for the next hour or something, you know? Wow, okay. You know, um, unless I go rub one out, which I try not to. Um, Why not? I don't think you should touch yourself too much. I think you should reserve it for uh, touching other people who want you to touch them. That's fair. Yeah. You know? Um, that way, you know, you feel like you got more energy... For touching other people who want to be touched. Do you know what I mean? You got more load. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. I... I try not to beat my mate. I fucking still do. Yeah. But, like, I try not to. Oh, is that just... You just... You just yank it. Yeah. Yeah, but you're I a bottom. I feel like it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, but you're a bottom. It's different. Yeah, but I still yank my cock. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot to yank, so... <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You saw... Oh, wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone. Flynn showed me the video. Um, <clears throat> yes, the video has been shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. person, yes. Uh-huh. Yes. And to be honest with you, Flynn had a big cock than either of the guys fucking him. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish you were lying. You're not. No, I'm not. not. Hey, what can I say? Is that, like, disappointing to you when, like, you fuck a guy and he's got a cock bit smaller than yours? Or is that just the usual for you? Well, no, if it does the job, no. No. Because I don't think it matters about the cock size. It matters how you, uh, how you use it. Right. So I've had, I've slept with guys that have got, like, beautiful, huge dicks. They don't know how to use it. Right. They just, they're like, mm. it's like, okay, let's... Like, they're fucking, Time out. They're fucking me like they're, like... Like a jackrabbit. Yeah, and it's okay. Mm. This ain't it. What a waste. Mm. That's when I'm like, what a waste. You got, you're so attractive. You got a fucking huge dollar on you, and can't use it. Well, I've said this often. Like, and no hint, hint to attractive people, like startlingly attractive people. You know, it, we're blessed to live in a world where we do have attractive people. Of course, beauty is abstract and beauty is in the eye of the beholder mm-hmm. so you know it's like it's up for interpretation at all mm-hmm. times but i do think uh there should be one month of the year where people who get famous from social media for nothing more than their hotness uh, should not be allowed to use social media mm. yeah. okay so i use tiktok just to be funny yeah and i'm having to compete with all of these chicks with tattoos and big titties and tight asses, oh, which I but, love seeing, but, so, but it's a real difficult competition, oh, but, you know? But you also see some guys that are just like, they will do a role play. Oh my God. I saw the one that went viral on Twitter the other day. Um, they, uh, it was a role play almost of like, uh, this hot shirtless guy being like, Role playing the uh, the scenario of like you kissing them, and they were like playing it out like you were you were just watching them, but they're playing it out like 
you're kissing them, like, and then they kiss the camera and all that. And someone just, like, reposted and just went, like, LMAO, what? Mm. <laughs> and it got so many fucking video, uh, views because it's just, like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Yeah, you're hot, but, like, ew. I've been following this ew. thing on Instagram. I've been following these three recent tra- um, channels called, like, Cringe Fest, where it's just, like, the cringiest videos on TikTok oh. and Instagram. And, honestly, some of the fucking gold on there is just like there's this one guy he's covered in tattoos and like yeah he's good looking chest waxer though which again I don't, I don't know hey I don't, I don't know how to feel like if it's for performing that's one thing if it's for performing or sport that's one thing I don't mind I'm I don't mind hair or smooth I don't care you don't care no Right. On myself, it's another story, but on other people, don't care. Mm, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. But this guy was like chess waxer, not a performer, not an athlete or anything like that. And he's doing this thing and like he's got his shirt off lying down and he's got that thing in the background. Go little rock star. Oh. Like, oh. Do you know what video I'm talking about? Yes. yes! Oh my god, it's so bad! Oh my... Oh. You know what? I... The thing with TikTok is, there is... There's something that's... There's something that's happened. And it's that people don't have enough shame like they used to. No. They will go for it. And yeah. they will do it. Even if they're only getting like a few views, they will do the cringiest shit. No. They will do the cringiest fucking shit. And it's like... Don't... You have any self-respect? And it's okay if you don't. I barely do. Look at me. Um, (laughs) But to do this cringy... Oh, oh, no. It just brought... I just came into my mind. You ever see... You saw that trend where everyone was wearing grey sweatpants on fucking TikTok? Yeah. And doing some form of dance. Yeah. They weren't wearing underwear. It was... Basically, the objective was to show how big their cock is without actually showing how big their cock is because you can't do that on TikTok. But they would wear grey sweatpants and then do a dance that would have their cock moving Mm. in motion so it would be outlining on the front of their grey sweatpants. I'm just like, what the fuck is social media? Mm. What is this app? What are we doing? Mm. Get a Twitter. Get an alternative Twitter. Build your audience there if you want. If you want to show your cock. If you want to show your cock. Yeah, mm. my God. Like... Who I... needs to do an alternative Twitter? Fucking Tommy Lee from uh, Motley Crue just straight up showed his cock on there. Really? On his conventional Twitter. Yeah. I'll be looking at that later. Well, I mean, you can if you like. Fucking, Look at it now if you want. I don't care. I'll keep talking. But one thing or another... Because obviously you're in a, a um, innately provocative art form in yes. burlesque. Now, we have talked at various points throughout it. Uh, oh, which one is it? Okay. Tommy Lee. I think it's that one. Yeah, you just, just scroll. Oh, wait, that top one? Yeah, the top one. He's, it's there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, just, just go to media. So, hmm. but no, yes, I am. A, I am. A but you're like, yeah, he found the photo. 
Oh my god. He's got a third leg on him. Work. Yeah. Is he straight? Yes, I think so. Oh, waste. Wait, but again, <laughs> he's, he's a rock star from the 80s. Ah, so that's so... subject to debate. No, he's definitely straight because he, uh, he survived. Ah. ah. Very, very good point. Elton John survived, though. Yeah, he did. Don't know how. Mm. Don't know how. He, he, didn't, he didn't sleep with that many other people. No, he didn't. He wasn't no. like a Freddie Mercury no. in that regard. He always kind of was just one person at a time. Ah. Mm. I thought Freddie Mercury had a big dick. Perceive big old bottom. I like mean, nah. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like everyone acknowledges that he sw- he swings both ways, does Freddie? Yeah. Yeah. And Lord knows what he has. The one thing I do think he is, I think he would have been a great lover. Yeah. Would have just been like. Wouldn't matter if it was a, a six-incher, a four-incher, or a ten-incher. Like, it would have been... Whatever size it was going to be, he would have known how to use it. He's honestly, yeah, one of... Like... Speaking of, like, going back to queer icons, gay icons, he's... Has to be. He's almost the he's original. Like the... The original. Yeah. Kind of, like... To... To... I mean, obviously, there was many... Many, many, many gay icons before him, but to well, the level no, that he was at, like so. Who was as big before him, like in terms of being a gay icon? There was no. There, honestly, I can't think of anyone like to that level. Mm. Probably, uh, if we're talking about work wise, okay. There's a lot of people that did great work, but to that level yeah. of fame, because there was no one at that level, and there was no le- uh, no one else that I think that rich. Other than Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson's not gay. Probably Allegedly. Not. I don't think he is. Probably but that's a not. whole nother conversation. Will Smith is gay. Will Smith? Mm-hmm. Definitely bisexual. Is he? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Because that's the only thing a whole. There's about 10%. So that's why he slapped Chris Rock. Yeah. But there's about into it. 10% of. Oh, Jesus Christ. Now we know what you're into. Yeah, but there's about 10% of men in Hollywood, yeah. like big-time entertainers, who are straight men. About yeah. 10% of them. Yeah. The rest of them... Fucking guy. Probably pedophiles. Oh, yeah. And then there's probably about 20% of them closeted homosexuals. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is incredible to me because obviously they're still is a lot of stigma in society about a lot of things. Yeah. And I do think, personally, I think this, maybe this is old-fashioned, but, like, I do think sexuality is overplayed by a lot of people in yeah. terms of, like, it shouldn't be the biggest part of, be the biggest part of our personality. I think. No, it shouldn't. And I feel like, but I feel like that's kind of that, that's kind of what, conservative types aim for without saying the right thing and it's like because most of the conservatives I know and I come from a I come from very hardcore Catholic background so I know a few of them mm. but mostly like you see them and it's like oh these problem these people have no problem with gay people mm-hmm. just I think their biggest issue is the fact that um, maybe a lot of people make it the biggest part of their personality 
Yeah. And it's like, why does the people you sleep with need to be the biggest part of your personality? You know? Yeah. Obviously, we're talking about this now, but, you know, we are... This is the Profession Degenerates podcast. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, honestly... This is the time and place to talk about it. Look, I say you, you can't spell analyze without anal. You can. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, so, but um, I don't know why Hollywood, being apparently the most accepting of all places, won't uh, let these closeted gay men out of the closet. And it is Hollywood keeping them in the yeah. closet. Yeah. Because it's, uh, Maybe I mean, some of their own self-loathing too, but mainly Hollywood. Yeah, I, it's this thing that just like, they, everyone so concerned about their career, like, oh, if I present myself in as gay or whatever, like, I won't get any more work. And it's like, I don't think that, well... You know what, actually, I think that is true. I don't think they would get as much work. But at the same time, is that worth, like, not living your truth? I don't know. Everyone's different. That is a self-conversation those motherfuckers have to have. Well, I think that part of the problem was that is that we idolise movie stars. Yes. And it's like, no, these people are fucking actors. They're actors. And acting really is the lowest form of art. Yeah. It, it, no, and don't get me wrong, there's good actors, there's talented actors out there, but you fucking dance, like, do choreograph, you do it all pro- with, you know, sexy looks on your face and being provoca- provocative. Yeah. And you do that all in less than comfortable outfits and a full so face of makeup. That fashion show I did last night, yeah. I did it in seven inch heels. How was that? It was so painful. I haven't worn those heels in months. Hmm. My feet were on fucking fire. But. Mate, your ass looked good though, I bet. I had one of the best walks, mm-hmm. though, out of everyone. So. Because every other guy, they were just wearing flats, but the designer was like, I've seen you perform, I know you got those heels. You fucking better bring those heels. I was hmm. like, Okay. Fine. I'll do it. Fine. It made me stand out, which I was happy with. But, well, good um, on you. But no, no, I th- I don't know. Fucking just be gay. Just, be, just gay. be gay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I'll gladly accept your cock. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you've heard him, folks. He doesn't care if his is bigger than yours, just so long as you know how to use yours. I mean, I've slept with straight people before. That's well. This but... fucking old chestnut. Yeah. Can't... No, that's not true. That's not true. Everyone's allowed some experimentation. Yeah. Yeah. Because the guy that I did sleep with, he now doesn't sleep with guys. Because he tried it. He was like, yeah, that's good. I had a joke about this, actually. Another time for a joke. Oh, yeah. do you... wait. Do you, have a, do you have a sound, a soundboard moment that we can play? One of my jobs is I'm a bartender, and uh, one of the places I bartend is a gay bar, Uh, which is interesting, you know, because uh, you see so many different types of strong interactions there, you know. Like, two women just need to look in each other's eyes, and then they know they're bisexual. They'll never have sex with a woman, but they will be bisexual, and boy, will they tell everyone about it, you know. Guys, on the other hand, they can fuck, like, ten dudes before they figured out whether or not they like it, you know? Or maybe it's just something like cocaine, you know? They'll do it on the holidays, you know? 
Fuck off. I feel like that joke's really one for my gay fans. I'll probably say that to a normal straight audience and they won't get it. And it's like, guys, you have no idea. If if this was an all gay audience, you would all be fucking pissing yourselves right now. Just pissing. Mm. Nah, just pissing. I did have one shitting on the royal family quite a bit. Is this your joke book? Yeah, it's the joke book. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. God. I had this one. This is a short stunt. This is a really short one. Any FIFO workers in tonight? This is a bit of written crowd work. Any FIFO workers in tonight? Hey. G'day, mate. Not in Bali for one of your R&Rs. That's different. Or are you just waiting for the missus to graduate high school? Oh, my God. Oh. How good. How good. How's that? I'll have to get a little notebook. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to hear? I think this is the most questionable joke I've ever... No, that's not true. I can narrow my three most questionable jokes down to three, but I'll give you one of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know there's been five terrorist attacks at the Olympics? Really? Mm, true story. And none at the Paralympics. Which I suppose makes sense, you know. You can't blow limbs off if they're already gone, you know. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god! I think my load just came back out. Oh, oh. I'm glad to know I helped with something. You hey, know? Mm. you help with movement. No, I help with movement. Oh, fucking hell! Oh. But I, the other day when I was I was telling you earlier, we got to get into sexual awakenings we've gone way over time on this but i don't care this is the first episode back in a while let's make it a big one um how, how, how long have we been doing an hour and 40 holy shit yeah. hey but we've still got a little bit more vodka and you've got to get through all i know that. i've actually i've slowed down a bit because mm. i was real i was real, i was getting turned on nice turn at the gig nice but the um the other day i had the morning wood and I had to shit too. And pissing with morning wood oh. is already difficult. Pissing while needing to shit is way more difficult. Yeah. So here I am, like, just rearranging my dick to get underneath the toilet seat. Oh, is there a lot to rearrange? Oh, like, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm more blessed than other men, but, like, you know, I do okay, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like, uh, but... Now, it's underneath the toilet seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like pressing up against the toilet seat? Pressing up against, bone pressed. And and I'm like, fuck, this is uncomfortable. And then like, I'm still in exhaustion hangover mode, so I don't even notice. And then I feel this trickle by my foot. (laughs) And the angle of the piss and the angle of the seat has caused it to come underneath the toilet seat. And... And I was like, I and I was like, I've just pissed all over my bathroom floor in this fucked up, exhaustive state of mine. And I was like, oh <laughs> fuck! Oh. I had to leave the room yeah. <laughs> because not because I'm disgusted by that, because I have done that so many times. Nice. Oh my god, I've done that so many times. My piss has been aimed in between that fucking toilet bowl yeah. and the toilet seat. Just somehow... And here we are raising awareness on the issue. 
And then all of a sudden, my really nice pants or shorts I'm in, oh, they're covered in piss now. Yeah. Because I've just like looked down and I'm just like, well, I'm just floating. I was, I was lucky because I was, I was naked at the time. So I didn't have to worry about that. Well, lucky. Lucky. Um, I was about to jump in the shower and then I'm like, I don't want to shit after I get out of the shower. Yeah. That's really inefficient. Yeah, um, yeah. Well sh- yeah, shit before the shower. Yeah, yeah. Because then, time. Mama, you're fucking, you're so clean. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. You have a shower in a shower? I haven't. Oh. Have you, I, I, I've had a friend that's done that and they did the old, they call it the waffle stomp. The waffle stomp. Yeah. Classic, classic move. Yeah, I've done it myself. I've done the waffle stomp. Really? It smells horrendous. Yeah, of course it would. Yeah. And, uh, but it's really funny, <laughs> especially when you're like drunk as shit and maybe you got a few other things in your system and you're like, oh, fuck it, I'm fucking just put me in the shower. I, the just, other- I just fucking channel my inner Jew at a wedding and just doing my whole muzzle tough and then shoving that shit down the drain. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, fuck it. Let me show you this. This is my friend. I won't mention his name. But he did a lot of MD at a music festival recently. And this is him in a shower with a toasty. Yeah, I would fuck. No. <laughs> he, I don't know that wasn't the question, but yeah, I would. I mean, he has a lovely girlfriend. Um, hey. It's yeah. alright. Won't be with her. <laughs> ah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's fair, man. Yeah. So. I'm actually better friends with the girlfriend than the boyfriend, but I'm still good friends with the boyfriend. Mm. I've known the girlfriend longer. Well, you really are bisexual. <laughs> so they say. Yeah. So they say. Yeah. But, um, no, it was, uh, I was good friends with her. And the way we met was she came fucked up to an Australia Day or Anzac Day or New Year's Day or some kind of day party. Mm. And we were all, I think I was about... Like a long weekend? Yeah. Yeah. And I was about a carton of export deep by the time she rocked up. Wait, emu export? Yeah. This was back when I was 18 and didn't have a lot of money for nice drinks. Now I'm a whiskey and rum man. I've moved up in the world. I mean, you've brought over some very quality vodka. Yeah. Which is why I've been drinking it so quickly. I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, so you have moved up. Yeah. You have 100 These, This is, was the apprentice days when I did not have a lot of money. And that was a reflection of what I drank. So I was about a passion pop kind of gal? No. Really? No. Yeah, me neither. No, no, no. I graduated from... I went from beer straight into whiskey and rum. Really? No, never had a passion pop phase. Never had a cider phase. Went beer straight into spirits. Still am very partial to a vodka and gin though. Mm. Love a vodka and a gin. So I went, I went from like... Um, Oh, in high school, I, I think the first ever party I, I drank at, my friend had some tequila and a Hello Kitty water bottle. Mm-hmm. Got shit-faced off that. But then it was a Ruskov vodka, Ooh. which is the cheapest fucking vodka. Well, at the time, the cheapest vodka you could get. And my mate that was 18 was, like, buying it from, from us. It was that and Vodka Cruises. <sighs> that was the shit we had. And then it was and like, okay, go. this is just, this is hurt my stomach real too bad. Not because of the alcohol, because of how sweet the vodka cruises were, because you'd like mix it and shit. Mm. And now it was like a, 
vodka, then a uh, Sap Blanc, then a Prosecco. Mm. Now I'm at a Pinot Grigio phase and vodka mm. and Fireball. I love Fireball. I'm partial. I, I recently came up with my own shooter shot. It's like a dessert style shot uh, recently. Really? Yeah. So it's three quarters. It's a simple concoction, yeah. but sometimes simple is best. Keep it simple. Yeah. Three quarters salted caramel Baileys. Or any Baileys. Yeah. Three quarters Baileys, one quarter Fireball. I would love to try that. Mm-hmm. That sounds fucking gorgeous. Come down to my bar sometime while you're home, down in Coburn. You see, Coburn ain't... Look, no, look. Maybe the only time I want to see Coburn is if I got a Cockburn and... All right, here's the deal. My bar is right next to the train line, so if you need a quick getaway to the city, the train's right there. If my cock is burning, I'll come to Cockburn. Well, I keep a lighter behind the bar. A line? A lighter. Oh. Yeah. A lighter, okay. Mm. Could just be from... A man's mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I they go to the M Clinic this week. That was actually what I'm going to do later is call M Clinic to be like, let's have an appointment. I've been, I've, I've been around through a little bit. It's, yeah. Been all around the towns and everything. Mm. Mm. I've, I've, I've seen some things, I've done some things, I've, I'm not proud of myself. But you know what's crazy these days? My gay friends seem to have less STD, more sex, less STDs than my straight friends. Yeah, because we get tested so often. Because we have to. Makes sense. Um... And I think I, there is so much stigma and so much shame with like STIs. It's just like, at the end of the day, grow the fuck up. I'm going to say this really close to the microphone, actually. Grow the fuck up. It's an STI. Everyone gets them. They've been around forever. If you're judging someone just because they have an STI or because they're going to the clinic to get tested so they can treat themselves so they do not spread STIs to other people. And fuck you. Why are you judging them? Mm. If anything, they're doing the right thing. Mm. Would you rather them just like keep hold of it, not get tested than it actually, after a while it will do damage to yourself. If you just keep it in your system for years, it will do damage to yourself. I should probably get tested soon. Yeah, just get tested. Like, honestly, just get tested. No one cares. You think, like, and there's a big questionnaire that a lot of the doctors do at these uh, STI clinics. Do you think that they have heard everything possible? The doctors. Do you think they give a fuck about what you have done? No, they're like, oh, yeah, another one, whatever. Like, no one cares. Just get tested Mm. and just get treated. And just, if you've got something... So what? You've got something. Hey, you'll get over it. You'll get better. Take your meds, whatever. Mm. You'll be fine. All right, I'm going to go get checked out on my Yeah. Hey, exactly. I'm going to do it this week. Mm. It's it's so fine. It's this. There's so much stigma around. It's like, guys, we got to just like... If there wasn't as much of a stigma, I honestly think more people would get tested and I think there would be less STIs out there. Mm. 
but everyone wants to be so embarrassed by it. It's just like, it's just a part of having sex. <laughs> it's just a part of it. Especially if you're having unprotected sex, which a lot of fucking people, straight and gay, do. It's just part of it. It's the risk you take. So fucking, you know what? If you take that risk, if you decide to take that risk, you got to fucking deal with uh, making yourself fucking get that check up. You should. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you should just get it. You can't, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be risky. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. It's like, no, 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 no. If you're being risky, you better go get that checkup. Hmm. Even if you think you don't have any symptoms. Half of the time, I've thought I've had symptoms for something. It's been nothing. But then the times I don't think I have symptoms, I've had something. Hmm. It's, it can fucking, yeah. And that's my rant about STIs. STIs. So get tested, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking of jokes that's just where my mind goes at all times um yes thinking about gay men with STIs joke on that yeah tread very carefully with those jokes I I do but I, like I was just thinking as a joke where it's like surely as a bottom man like couldn't you just shit the STI out that's, oh, that's my mind like. okay no I, lo- I love it it was mm. a silly joke mm. and Sorry? I, it was a silly... That was a silly joke. It was. It was. And I appreciate that. And... I wish. That would be wish. so good. That would be and very convenient. I saw your big toe go back on the bun. Sorry? I saw your big toe go, go back on the bun. What, what, because... Oh. <laughs> what is the time for? Well... We, uh, I definitely want to cover these three questions because oh. they're my favourite questions to ask alternative performers. Yeah. And uh, then we go into naming the episode because uh, my guests always contribute into the naming of really? the episode. And then I want to tell you, I think, my personal favourite joke because hmm. it's a, let's call it a tribute to my ex. Um, first off, this was the first and probably the most popular question I asked on a kebab. What was your sexual awakening? Mine was Morticia Adams, to be specific. Oh, my God. <laughs> was it really? I fucking would do anything for that. Was it the long hair? It was everything about okay. her. It was... The hourglass figure, the big titties figure. Figure, the way she spoke, the way she walked, the way she talked. <clears throat> do you like a commanding woman? Like, she kind of, like, she was in... The Gomez and Morticia relationship, she was the top. She was kind of like the dominant one out of the two. Mm. You like that? A dominant uh, I'm dominant so woman? into that. Yeah? I'm so into it. Yeah. Mind you, like, I, I can go the other way too. Yeah, of course. But, like, that is But just... if someone can fucking, like, take control, yeah. Fuck. Oh. Put a collar on me and take me home with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, that folks. Mm. Come on. Like... Do it. <laughs> Oh, that, that's not an invite while I'm out, okay? No, drama. Oh, fucking hell. All you pups out there, he's free. I'm not. Um, <laughs> but uh, I probably won't notice if you're trying to hit on me anyway. Um, but anyway, that was mine. Tisha Adams. Tisha Adams. Holy shit. Um, How can you not? No, that's fair. Mine was Nathan from High Five. And also the classic uh, walking down the underwear aisle of uh, of a shop 
and seeing really fucking like sexy men. Uh, in in the in the buff in mm. the buff mm. on in the in the undies. Mm. Yeah, Donna Kebabs. Uh, one was Brendan Fraser. Really, George of the Jungle. Oh my fucking god! Mm. Yes, mm. yes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. St- I'm still gonna stick by mine. Oh. Nathan from High Five, the original High Five. Right. He was mine. Right. Fair I enough. don't know what it was. Fair enough. I honestly don't know what. Mm. And he's still hot. Is he? Yeah. I never really was a big High Five kid. Oh, uh, twenty years later, he's still fucking hot. I'm like, what? Mm. He was probably twenty when he did High Five. So he's only like 40 now. Jesus. And I've slept with 40 year olds. Mm. I bet you have. So mm. fucking... And the oldest person I've slept with was in their 60s. Really? Mm-hmm. Didn't have to worry about getting her pregnant. My parents are in their 60s. This isn't an invite, is it? It's Flynn. Wow. That's, um... Well, as you do, what should we name the episode? I feel like we've covered some things about how you felt about your burlesque. The other, oh, this is a question. What made you want to do burlesque, boylesque? Was it, like, how did you discover it? Um, I appreciated, I really appreciated the art when I watched it. And I was, it was, some, there was something about it that I was drawn to that I was just like, you know what, I think I can bring something because at that point I was doing a couple gigs here and there and I was doing my own thing. I wasn't a drag queen, I wasn't a drag king. I was me, a drag artist, uh, because I was not wearing wigs, I was not transforming into another uh, gender role of something. Um, I was just doing me. I was doing me with a lot of makeup and a camp costume. And I was like, you know what? This is a good way for me to express myself and also be comfortable. I honestly think Bellasquez really helped me with like body image, which is like something that I think so many people, so many gay people as well struggle with like, Everyone body dysmorphia, a gay, straight, actually everyone in the fucking world, especially in this time of social media, everyone struggles with body dysmorphia and the way that I've kind of made myself be like, you know what, you're actually, you know what, you, you can be a hot motherfucker mm. is by taking clothes off in front of fucking 600 people at a show. Mm. Or a thousand. Mm. And they love it. And they're like, you know what? They're so sexually liberated. And I've had comments before by men in particular that are like, I'm so glad I got to see a male do this because Mm. all I've ever seen in my life is females do this. And although they do it well, they can't connect to it the same way Mm. as if they see a guy up there doing it. And even if I present more femme, more mass, whatever they think I present as, 
they can see themselves in me being sexually liberated in myself and being proud of that. Mm. And honestly, I've got, to, I've still got a long way to go with like being fully happy with myself. Like, of course. I think everyone, everyone ever does. A few more cocks to run through. Uh, oh yeah. No, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I would never say no, but, um, <laughs> no, I, I, right now I'm like, I'm doing good. I'm happy. I'm very excited for what's to come, especially because Fringe is just around the corner. And I'm like, oh, bitch, we got some exciting shit ready. Hmm. Yeah. I'm very excited for what's to come. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. What else? What else? What has been favourite performance and favourite performer you have worked with? Oh, I can do favourite performer straight away. Favourite performer I've ever worked with is Ruben Kay. Ruben Kay is a fucking incredible comedian, artist, cabaret icon, singer. He is the full package when it comes to an entertainer. Because he is so fucking funny. And he is so like... Full package? I haven't seen his cock, but I know he's... I think he's got German blood in him, so it must be good. It must be good. There must be some little fucking... Little. I should say little. Some huge fucking cock hiding under his pants. Probably fire extinguisher in his pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And as he says in his shows, he's fucked more acrobats than Circus... uh, Cirque du Soleil's legal team. Well, good on him. So, like... I believe it. I believe him. He's very funny. No, he's, he's very, he's a, very funny. And he, I did his show, The K-Hole, which is like a variety lineup show, which he hosts. And like, it's like his show, but he's got like his friends here doing some acts. I didn't act. And like, he just, the way he introduces you is unlike any other host will ever introduce you. He, he has amazing, um, amazing joke writing ability. Amazing writing ability. Like, I, I, I can recognise from, you know, writing jokes myself. He has a, <sighs> amazing, amazing concept of delivery and time. He's so smart as mm. well. I, I also remember... He does the... strike me as quite intelligent. Oh, right? yeah. He's yeah. he's so intelligent. Even though if he, he comes off as this fucking coked out faggot, he's like, you know, he's very smart. Hey, look, some of the f- smartest people I know are cokeheads. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Some of re- the smartest people I know are faggots. Yeah. So I had a very funny concept for an idea the yeah. other day. I remember him introducing me actually at Adelaide Fridge last year. It was the first time I've ever worked for him. And um, I saw his show in Perth. And this was a pretty cool thing. I saw, saw the K-Hole show in Perth. I was like, I need to be in that. Mm-hmm. A month later, I was in Adelaide. Nice. And it was so cool. And he introduced me. This next performer, well... Well, they're here, mm. and they're doing this for the exposure. Mm. The cold, hard exposure I'm going to give their prostate after the show. Mark. Please welcome, yeah. And he I never did. That. What a bastard. Oh, I not, he never gave my prostate the cold, hard I exposure. I held him too, though. Oh, I did too. Mm. I did my act thinking, wow, my prostate was going to get punched. Mm. Punched by that cock. Mm. <laughs> but it never did. No, well, that's unfortunate for you. It's all right. There's still time. No, I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't fucking. Speaking of faggots, though, when you said yes. earlier, I had a very 
funny concept for an idea. It's not really a joke. It's more yeah. like a sketch comedy thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Two dogs in the park. Yeah. All right. What are their names? Two dogs in a park. Mm-hmm. What are their names? Fucking, I don't know. Retard and faggot. Now, just picture. Oh, they're so cute. What are their names? Well, this one's retard. And this one's faggot. Faggot, retard, come here. Time to go home. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I can't. No, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I think it's very a funny concept. I do, yeah. It was kind it of inspired be. by when my own do- when I had my own dog uh, back in the day when I was a wee boy. Um, and gorgeous dog. And I'd call them up on the bed to come cuddle. Mm-hmm. And I'd give them all the infection in the world. But the way I'd invited was, come up here, you little retard. Are we still allowed to say that? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm a comedian and I've said far worse. Speaking of which, last joke for the for the episode. Oh, yeah. I think they may have heard this one before, but you haven't. So you get I haven't. Yeah. I was a really good boyfriend when I was in a relationship, you know? Really? In fact, I was such a good boyfriend, I bought her a breakup gift. And I wanted my girlfriend to pursue things she was thinking of doing before we got together. And one thing she was thinking of doing before we got together was suicide. So I bought her a noose and a razor so she'd have options, right? Oh my god. Fuck. Listen, if we don't if you don't have at least one ex that you hate, did you ever put enough effort into a relationship, I say? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I have one. At least one. I don't believe in fucking being friends with all your exes. No. God no. Maybe with one. Maybe with the right one. Yeah, one. maybe. I think the one that one though better be one that you've been with like fucking for ages. Yeah. And you know what? Like, and you're probably friends with them before you dated them too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. Whereas this spontaneous thing that's like, oh God, no, we, we started dating and things like that. All the convention. I don't want to fucking know you after I've broken up with you. I never want to see you again. Never want to hear off Tinder. Again. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off, you whore. Honestly, is this episode sponsored by um Samsung? Samsung. Samsung. No, it's not. Because um I've heard... That fucking ring. It's that... someone sending me naughty things. Really? It's not dick pics or pussy pics. It's uh, it's it's called the writer's room. It's uh, uh, comedians sending each other jokes. Oh, really? Yeah. Writer's room is getting together tonight. And we're all, we're all going to... Um, Circle jack? I mean, over jokes, yeah. Oh. We pretty much help each other come up with new jokes and flesh jokes. Uh, yeah. It's our creative collaboration. You've had I'm each sorry. other come. Sorry? You've had each other come. What? Fed each other come. You've had each you've had each other's had come? each other come? I don't know. Not that wasn't words. a sentence. I needed one more word in there. Yeah. To make it make sense. Yeah. Really you've like had each other's come. Uh maybe I need yeah. Uh no, not these boys. Not these boys. That's right. Never too late. Mm. Never too late. Um But they're a good bunch of lads. I bet. Spit roast? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's seven people in the writer's room. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Hey, I'm up for an adventure. Boys, I'm bringing someone with me. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Don't tell your missus about this. But it's not them fucking me. It's me laying on a table and them, and them just telling me their jokes. Right. And they're just spitting on me. Right, okay. If well, I it is. If I don't laugh. We do meet up at a pool hole, so there are tables everywhere. Wow. But I think you get punished and spanked if you, you know, lie on a table. Okay. Mm. Well, come along. Oh, God. On to the next one. <laughs> well, for the last joke, what shall we name this episode? Well, the, yeah, just thinking. I mean, we've covered a lot. I can't believe we've been going for over two hours. A little bit, yeah. My God, it's felt like a breeze. It's amazing how much fun a good conversation can be. I know. Mm. Just having a nice talk. Mm. With some vodka and frappe. With... Oh. Some, yeah, I've. Have you noticed I've slowed down? I've had this one for a while. Compared to the first two. Oh, you hot those down. That first one's gone. So this, I've like okay. <laughs> Don't need to drink as much now. It's Monday. Um, I'm trying to think what we should call this episode. It's. I mean, uh you know what? There's an old saying where it's like doing a shot with uh, I, an old saying that a lot of drag queens, a lot of gays, and a lot, and I think it's quite Australian as well. I'm actually not too sure where it originates from, but I've said this more in Sydney with my mates than where I've said anywhere else, and it's up the bum, no babies. Up the bum, no babies. Yeah. And there's another one I say uh, called tits, clits, and bong hits. Mm. Drags, fags, and bunning snacks. Up the V. Alt. Up the V. Alt. Perfect. We got it. We got, we got it. it. We got it, ladies and gentlemen. We got it. Up the T. No V. And that is it, motherfuckers. Well, thank you. Is so there anything much. you'd like to plug? This oh, show mate. is going to come out this Friday. This Friday. Mm-hmm. Holy shit balls. Um, what is today? Today is the 14th. <gasps> Tomorrow, my friend's show goes on sale. Ooh. It's called Club Freakout mm. at the Lottery West Deep Harrow Spiegel Tent at the Cultural Perth Cultural Centre. It is a, a late night dance party featuring Perth's favourite fucking drag artists. We've got a great core cast and I've also got some brilliant international interstate acts. It's happening every Friday and Saturday throughout the Fringe Month at 11.30pm. Bitch, if you are not there, you are missing out. It is going to be... I this think, Saturday? This Saturday coming? No, this is for Fringe. When's Fringe again? So Fringe starts on the... I 20- should know because I've got three 20th Fringe 20th of shows. January. So 20th of January <gasps> through to the 19th of February. So in the month, I've got five weekends. It's ten shows. Uh, every weekend, Friday and Saturday at the Deep Harrell Spiegel Turn. I'll be... Hosting a late I night dance party show. I will come to see you. There'll be DJs, thing. live burlesque, circus, cabaret artists of all kind from all around Australia, local and, and international. And it's a dance party as mm. well. So mm. we're, we're taking out all the seats and we are having a fucking dance party. Fuck bitch. yeah. So that's at 11.30. 11.30 to 1.30. Good two hours to finish your night at Fringe. I will come and see a show. Yeah, bitch, it's going to be good. It's going to be to. good. I'm about to. And I should in between my own friend shows. Yeah. Speaking of which, guys, I'm very, very, very excited to announce that in collaboration with the great, great comedian David Morgan Brown 
I have been invited to come and do his uh, print show. Really? And I am, honestly, I when he invited me to come do it, I was like, are you sure you're messaging the right person? And, uh, but no, he, he, uh, he stood by it. Really? And so guys, uh, in collaboration with David Morgan Brown, uh, whose podcast, the David Morgan Brown experience will also be promoting it. Uh, we're going to have our own website up and some other things coming up soon on the fringe festival. You'll see my logo there, the Profeshi anal degenerates podcast logo there. And, uh, yeah, we have our shows on Saturday, the 28th, uh, January, Friday, the 10th and, uh, February. Saturday the 28th of January, Friday the 10th of February, and Friday the 17th of February. So those will be our days. We've got uh, David Morgan Brown, Martin Darcy, Robbie Brooks, Sadi Chalabi, Omar, and Chris Pachulo and Zane. So it is a really good fucking lineup of Perth comics, guys. We'd love to have you there if you can make it. And if you can't make it, uh, your dick's small and you have a smelly vagina. <laughs> So, guys, this has been uh, V uh, the t- V with the T. So, thank you very up, much. Wait, the up the V? Up the V with the oh, T. Oh, wait, up the V... Up the V with the T. All, all T? Up the V, all T. All T. Okay. Up the V, all T with the fantastic guest for our return episode, Flynn V. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much.